This week on the Bamfcast, undead meets ungood. One star we're in. All right, and welcome to the Bamfcast. Hey, Bamfcast, <laughs> episode twenty-four. Twenty-four, oh, man. There's not enough time. Deek. There is not. Deek. Gotta open a socket. They grow for this up one. so fast, don't they? So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. And joining us is Zark. He's not silent, and he's here. Um, so this week, uh, we watched. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> we watched a movie because it was 78 minutes long. Yes. Does that qualify as a movie? Um, I think so. Barely. Okay, it so, was filmed with actors, and I'm making air quotes right now. Yeah. Actors. Here, here's what happened. On sets. When with, told what with, to do by a director. With a script. When, yeah. when you forget to return your Netflix and you go out looking on Netflix Instant View. I'm not knocking Netflix here because this is completely our fault. But we stumbled upon a movie, a little movie we like to call The Quick and The Undead. That's undead. This is no Sam Raimi joint here. Um. No, so this isn't. I thought it was a terrible joint. sequel to the Quick and the Dead. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and get a synopsis of this film Thing. <laughs> out of the way. So what are, what are we calling him? Rain. 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 Okay. Rain or Rain. To take your pick. Rain Baskin is a bounty hunter. After a successful hunt, he is robbed, shot, and left for dead by a rival gang of hunters led by Blythe Remington. A man with a plan mm-hmm. to use the plague to create even more zombies and line his pockets with the bounties. Rin survives and follows Remington with the aid of Hans Tubman, a foreigner who double-crossed him in order to retrieve the sack of pinkies. He, I, honestly, <laughs> I'm reading this. In <laughs> Sorry. Multinational <clears throat> yes. foreigner. He retrieves the sack of pinkies he had earlier collected when the movie began. This leads him to a final confrontation with not only Blythe, but with a huge zombie army. The movie ends. No, it doesn't. I'm going to stop there. Yeah, that's there. a lie, this, actually. <laughs> Wikipedia Do not believe totally everything you, right believe you read on Wikipedia, because the rest of that is just all wrong. That was so, wishful thinking. It was. <laughs> well, do you remember when the sound cut out? Maybe we missed something. Maybe we really actually <laughs> did, in fact, uh, yeah. miss something. Yeah, that, that something you, was up with Netflix. That shows you how good this movie is, is that the, it, the last three minutes of the movie, including the credits, just kind of cut out the sound there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone. And if, none of if, us someone's, if someone's brave enough to actually sit through this, tell us if we were having technical difficulties or if it's just a problem with the Netflix stream. Because it just seemed like the kind of movie like someone made it to, through ten minutes and were like, "Why would I report it? I never saw the end of the movie." <laughs> mm-hmm. This is my argument. You know, I, I love Wikipedia, but this is my argument against it. Is that really? Yeah. <laughs> At this point, oh shit. Maybe there was another version of the movie. Maybe I mean, there was another version, but the maybe version. <laughs> did did somebody even watch it? You know that who knows the writer and director just went, oh, let's let's make it look good on Wikipedia. Yeah, and maybe somebody will watch it. Yeah, well, taking off his shirt. Yeah, that, that never yeah. happened. And Wikipedia also lists it at ninety minutes. Mm, oh, Ooh. oh, there is a director's Ooh. cut somewhere. Yeah, IMDb is no help in there. Yeah. Okay, so apparently Gerald not has not gone in and edited IMDb. <laughs> I was waiting he, for that pun to show yeah, up. <laughs> he waited on. Uh, he went into Wikipedia, but not. So this movie, yep. all that I read, let's just forget that because this movie is summed up in the very beginning when it comes up and it says "not entertainment," and That's from there a, it's one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this was not good. It no. was bad. Not with two T's. Not. For a double dose of this terribleness. Yes. Gerald Knott, thank you for I don't know what. So you're saying the peer-reviewed system on uh, Wikipedia for what, what we even call this B-movie. This is like D-E-F. Yeah, this is movies. barely even yeah. a movie. Isn't very uh, high standard. This movie no. makes sci-fi movies or sci-fi movies look really, really good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at least they, they know how to edit for the most part. They tell a story. Um Shit this is like did not know how to do any of that. I mean, I don't know where the script girl or continuity person or whatever who does that was on this movie, but shit is just totally different from scene to scene. Shirts are clean, blood's there, not there. I mean, it's just it's it's a, people's it's, accents go from Spanish <laughs> oh, to French to German yeah, to our, whatever. Our quote unquote European friend. I don't know where they they called him a Frenchman. They made a point of popping yeah. that out. 
but he had a Spanish accent at one point. He had an mm-hmm. Italian. He actually spoke Italian at one point. Mm-hmm. He was all and his name was Hans. Hans. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was a bit weird. It's a little weird. Yeah. It's a bit, I don't know. I think the guy just. I think they tried to write that in probably later. They're, maybe they filmed the scene where they called him French and <laughs> yeah. one, and then he was just like. Fuck it, I'm doing whatever. Yeah, I think the actor is actually Italian, or at least has an an Italian name. We'll give him that much. Nicole Jacob. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, he sounds like Ren Hoek through a lot of the the (laughs) movie. Just kind of an indeterminate accent. Yeah. Yeah, well, we picked this because it it was short. It was short. That was the main thing. But it was also, it was was zombies. We have not seen a zombie movie yet. Not short enough. We still haven't. Yeah, we (laughs) 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 kind of haven't. Well, I've Not never sure. seen a Western zombie movie. That's, that was that's nice what touch. Us. We were like, we haven't done a Western. We haven't done a yeah. zombie movie. And it's supposed to be in the future. Trifecta only. No. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> no. Big time no. Yeah, the only Western thing about it was the, the clothes they wore. And the, the hawk, hats. The hawk cry at the beginning. Yeah, the hawk cry. <laughs> <laughs> that one guy did have the uh, the shoestring tie. Oh, the that bowl. Very, the bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yes. what you call that? Okay. Good yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you can get those at like Walmart for for seven dollars. Well, as you yeah. as you pointed it's out, basically, Zark, they're basically like this movie is supposed to take place in the present, eighty years after an outbreak. But so you know, everything's Western themed still. You I still got I guess. trucks and motorcycles. Yeah, but they have trucks. They have like they look like nineteen forties Ford yeah. trucks or something, and then motorcycles. See, that's listed in the synopsis stuff, but they never said anything about that yeah, in it, the movie. The, so I'm kind of like, maybe is it is or not? Maybe he just wrote that into Wikipedia when he went to edit try to make again. it try to make it make sense. <laughs> well, they did have that whole intro scene where there was like the radio announcers and the TV oh, clips yeah, where yeah. they were trying to fill in all the. Whatever kind of story they were trying to yeah, establish, we all talked the, over that shit. All the giant plot <laughs> holes. It was, about any of that it, was, it was really bad stuff. I mean, even even the people who were doing the voiceovers were bad actors. Yeah, yeah the yeah. voiceover sounded like me on a six day bender. <laughs> like, so the stuff happened, and then the other stuff then happened. There was zombies. Me, yeah, I, talk, I, did, I did like the one line that said like, if a member of your family is infected, yeah, it was shoot great. them in the head and burn and burn yeah. them. But really, they calm, should be like, shot in the head and as, if, as if they were telling you like what the weather was going to be. It was yeah. great. And now here's Bobby with the sports. Yeah, that was about the only good line in the movie because yeah. the rest of them were either predictable or just stupid. Yeah, yeah, this was by far the worst "quote unquote" movie we've worst seen. production <laughs> values. Well, I mean, yeah, honestly, it's like a perfect storm of crap because mm-hmm. it's the acting was on a whole just ridiculously bad. Yep. The writing was terrible. The editing was really among terrible. the worst we've seen thus far. Mm-hmm. And some of it was filmed okay, but a lot of it was like. Really, we can do fancy tricks. It was really bad day Final for night cut. for about ten minutes there. I mean, like the bluish day for night. You know, oh, like God. we're shooting mm-hmm. in the middle of the day, and yeah, that was terrible. And then yeah. like, what I love is like that they didn't even know how to white balance. I mean, I'm gonna get a little movie geek here, but it's like it, like the blue was like like you know electric blue, and the the yellow was like bright yellow, and it was mm-hmm. like yeah, that doesn't work, people. You've got. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, it, it <laughs> no. basically looks like a black and white film with a blue filter thrown over it, yeah. or a yellow filter thrown. It's like over your uncle it Marvin. No color. Your uncle Marvin makes a zombie movie. It's pretty much <laughs> what this is. Yeah, with, with some terrible zombie makeup. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Which it was all over the place. There was no established zombie. I like somebody said they they went to an after Halloween special. Yeah, <laughs> and just cleaned up because some zombies were really fleshy, like burn looking. Some. Just like had a Freddy Krueger like mask and Evil Dead yeah. too. I mean, it's some, some of them just had, had a nurse's outfit on. Yeah, some of them had just, <laughs> like, them just have like red makeup yeah. on. Or like, one guy had a pitchfork. It was it was weird. Yeah. Well, and and the clothing that they put him into. Was I, mean, I missed the pitchfork. But yeah, the clothing like there would be people in like brand new outfits like off the rack of Kmart. Like, <laughs> definitely, definitely. It's like wait, these are zombies? How did they die? I'm not understanding this. A blue light special. The guy's yep. wearing a Chicago Bulls jersey. It's <laughs> mid condition. Oh, and the clo- the the continuity with the clothes was great too. It was like, oh, you're rolling around the dirt. You're all dirty. Okay, you stand up. You're cool. Yeah, Hans, the shirt. Hans had the cleanest <laughs> shirt in any post apocalypse yep. ever. That yes. thing was gleaming white. Yeah. I don't even have shirts that are that clean. It, it no. was the Seinfeld puffy shirt, and it yeah. was immaculate through most of the mm-hmm. entire movie. Kind of reminded me of um, of some of the outfits from uh, Sinbad. A little bit, yeah, mm-hmm. but but cleaner, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Since they had the budget, I guess for with one hundred five thousand dollars, they had the budget for laundry. Yeah, so. one hundred and five thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, yeah, really? Well, are you fucking kidding me? Like yeah. where? Where I did mean, they go? 
did they did they is that craft service is that full distribution i mean did this did they actually pump some sort of uh, you know marketing into this i, I don't Bribes. know they did have I, a I website I, at one point yeah, in time which is vegas <laughs> which is dead we're totally stealing that. i think we should we're gonna release yeah, so, it to oh us. sweet so next week visit yeah. the bamcast at the quick and the wait, 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 don't give away, don't give away. <laughs> that's ours I uh, love there's, it. There's a time delay thing. <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah. I mean, the biggest crime in this movie really is the fact that they took a pretty cool sounding premise, which is like making a zombie western, and then just did nothing totally. with it. And really, and like made it so anybody who does make that now, they're gonna say, "Oh, they totally ripped off that crappy Quick and the Undead movie." Yeah, yeah and like the <laughs> shots and the lines that they stole from various yeah movies. from everywhere mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Oh, the scenes too, like the walking through the weed yeah. and the banging Gladiator. on the door. And oh, everything yeah. was just yeah. It was missing the vanilla ice knock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the zombies just walk in the door. Boom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> zombies, bitches. <laughs> Zombie here. Oh, uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't even. I honestly, this is. The first time I'm completely at a loss for what to say. I mean, we literally have covered the two things: not entertainment and the and the really ridiculous foreign guy. Mind the zombies. Yeah, mind the zombies. Yeah. Uh, well, that, that okay. That's something to point out. The, the main character g- goes on a speech. Uh, he's talking to an uh, indeterminate foreign guy as he's Hans dying. Tubman. As he's dying from a zombie bite. Um, and he, you know, he says, yeah, "You can do anything. You can survive with zombies forever." Basically, just. Live by the one little rule: never go inside. And he grabs him, like, "Do you hear me? You never go inside." And then a couple seconds later, they go inside yeah. a tunnel, <laughs> but not before he sucks the zombie poison out of him. Right. Was that what it was? Like a yeah, snake. Like a venom, like zombie venom or something. Yeah, which was green or blue or something. Yeah, apparently Rin, the main character, is immune to zombies somehow. Yeah, sure, he's he, awful he, damn close. He implies this. Yeah. But he still like has to you ever the get the out. chicken box? But it's basically just a cheap, <laughs> a cheap way to keep him alive through the movie because they fake. You know, yeah. You think he's dead? He's in the a beginning. shitty, shitty bounty hunter. I gotta say, he is yeah. the that worst. Fucker is losing hunter. his gun and getting dragged off by zombies every five minutes. Mm-hmm. He, I didn't buy for any. He, he gets shot in the first two, three minutes of yeah. the movie. Yeah, that was a weird. And what I don't understand is they're collecting bounties on zombies. You know, they're taking the fingers. Pinky, Who's paying? Pinky and what is what are they paying them? The only and thing what's I can, the point? The only thing I can what think is, is, it is, is it's proof of like that you killed a zombie and yeah. and they're you know obviously trying to rid the world of the zombies. So maybe some rich person is altruistic and saying yeah, but the I'm point paying is, for all the zombies you kill. Yeah, but the point is they don't really seem to be uh, doing too well off. All these bounty hunters no, have no. collected all these, you know, and they're and they're making a point that they're infecting towns so yeah. that and they can get new zombies. Their bounty is a they're they're. they're their proof is a pinky. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there are six billion people on planet Earth. Well, not after a zombie outbreak. <laughs> well, there's six billion corpses on planet Earth, mm-hmm. and most of them have pinkies. Yeah, I don't know. You just start digging graves up. How are they going to know if it's a zombie like or if it's a, just a pinky? Like a pinky mold that they can make the little fake pinkies out <laughs> of. There you go. Ooh, and yeah, that was yeah. just an easy yeah, like a Mythbusters easy plot. get some blasting gel or that, <laughs> some of that gelatin stuff. That yeah. Ballistic yeah. gel. Ballistic just keep gel. making new fingers. Ballistic gel and chicken bones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no really the point in talking about the plot yeah. hole because I mean, every the entire movie well, was a plot hole. And then that whole well, spin yeah. at the end where the guy's trying to create more zombies so they can kill more zombies. Is, oh, yeah. that was supposed to be a twist? I what thought the twist? so. Yeah. I guess the twist was that she was helping him. What the twist? Yeah. What yeah. the twist? on the twist? I don't know. It was there was very this was there just, was barely a story. That's all you need to know. And yeah. it, and it's this is I'm going to go ahead and say it's just, this is not the fun kind of bad at all. No. no. I mean, we had a couple of laughs. Well, if you're drunk like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it mean, helps. If you have if you I don't know. I, I, I you got to be pretty this. hard up for a zombie movie yeah. to watch this. <laughs> I mean, you really, you're you got to go through the whole George Romero back catalog. Yeah, you've got to go through a lot of back catalogs to get down to this one. Basically, yeah. Yep. And I mean, I I can suggest plenty. I mean, watch the three Resident Evil movies. Watch every th- other kind of zombie movie there yeah. is in the world before you watch this. And if you want a, a Western undead movie, just go watch John Comper- Carpenter's Vampires. It's so much sure. better of a Western undead. Okay. Or what about uh, From Dust Till Dawn? Kind of yeah, western-y. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah. Works for me. But yeah, that can't... We can't recommend this. Yeah. Nope. At all. This is definitely... You know, we always talk about that we go on and on about the ones we hate, but I have nothing to say about this one. Yeah. Mm. I really don't. It's like I've said before. There's, I'm not against low budget. I'm against shitty low budget. Yes. And talentless low this budget. Is, this, and is, this is no like not even a student film quality... 
thing. Yeah. It's it's awful. I think the only person who actually tried to do anything, and they, I mean, they weren't successful, obviously, but the the whoever was doing the actual cinematography, the shot, they tried to set up some pretty cool like shots with the background, but it's just the actors were so bad. They just, I mean, yeah, or yeah. the editor messed but it up too. But they also resulted to a, like, they fell back on a lot of gimmicky stuff. Exactly. Oh, you yeah. know, where they'd have freeze frames that mm-hmm. they'd hold for like two or three seconds. And then or you'd shoot the zombie and the camera was a zombie and it fell down. It was yeah. Pretty cheesy. The best laid plans of mice and cinematographers, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But really there's, uh, this is uh, this is nasty. It's we just need to yeah. We just need to rate it and move on. And I think so. Get to the second. Yeah, half. yeah. They can all be winners. <laughs> no, this definitely isn't. So, but it's funny. Every time we have a guest is when we p- pull out the worst. The worst. Yep. Other yeah. than Twilight, have we every <laughs> yeah. single terribly shitty movie that we've pulled out? Yeah. We've it's been because we've had new people here. It's the bad movie fiends, folks. Don't expect <laughs> why, a good movie. That's why yeah. we don't have many return um, <laughs> return guests. Very. And they all seem to show up one time, and then they never come back. And it's movies like The Quick and the Undead that do it. It certainly is. Okay. So anyway, it's a five. I'll go first here. It's a five-bagger. I'm only going four bags. Yeah. And the only reason I'm doing that is because it's so forgettable that yeah. I'm not even going to remember it next week. Whereas a five-bagger just stews the hate in me. Uh, so and the hate just lingers. Much like I, I feel like I was, I was being too reluctant to give out five jocks, I, I don't... This I've not given another five bagger, and this is the worst thing I've seen since Twilight. And this is possibly one of the worst excuses for a movie I've ever seen, to be honest yeah. with you. So, <laughs> yeah. a lot of it's, air it's, quotes. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be forgettable, but yeah. I mean, well, I'm still I'm still a four. Okay, even not counting the fact that I've been drinking, and even not counting the fact that I'm tired, I really wanted to take a nap about thirty four minutes into this movie, mm-hmm. uh, and about. 60 minutes into this movie I really wanted to take a nap so um, it's it's going to be a solid four bagger for me uh, okay. I didn't want to get up and walk out I just wanted to take a once, nap once again I realized four bags I realized that we started this whole entire endeavor and I'm not sure do you, you understand our system I have listened before okay. I, okay. I, I don't know the criteria well it's a basically it's a it's a negative five to a positive five scale with, with bags or douchebags based <laughs> on twilight uh, being five being the lowest and then you know, from negative five to zero, and then up to jocks. And I'm going to assume we're not talking about jocks territory, so I don't need to get too involved in that. <laughs> well, I'll reluctantly say that I I did actually see Twilight, and okay. if that's the five bagger we're rating in this off of, I think this comes in just above it. Okay, with four. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just our opinion. We could be wrong. No, not about never. About not Twilight. about Twilight. Not about the Quick and the Undead. Okay, we are 100 percent right. They're both atrocious. Because Twilight had the budget, right? I mean, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's, 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 budget. I mean, you can blame this on a lot of things, but Twilight. I mean, yeah, to right. me, to me, that's why Twilight might is slightly more egregious, is because of the budget. I'm yeah. not going to get into yeah. right, talking deal, about deal. Twilight, right. but yeah, and our illustrious yeah. and uh, multi-talented producer gives it a uh, a solid five bags. Yes. Okay. The lowest of the low. Yeah, it's bad. Move move along. Go watch. Yeah, go watch some to see here. Go watch some movie bowl or no zombies to see here. Or just we, we, we should have moved. Bang along. your head against the wall. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When you're when you're flipping through your Netflix instant view, just yeah. Man, when you see the evil yeah. monkey zombie guy on the cover, just keep moving. Just keep moving. Head right on over <laughs> to uh, to one hour of sci-fi crappy movie trailers. Yeah, that was somewhat enjoyable. That actually. was. Or or uh, the original weekend at Bernie's. We like to throw that. that <laughs> that's now on instant view. Sweet. So, just the movie just that started it all. <laughs> <laughs> the movie that started a revolution. It did. All right. Yeah, I say let's let's move on. Talk about some other things, possibly on a more positive note. All right. Maybe we'll be back with some Bamfcast action in just a little bit. We're back. Hey, welcome back to the Bamcast. Yes. All right. For our second half extravaganza. Totally oh, back. Completely non-planned. Yes. Non-sequiturs. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to go ahead, because we haven't really watched anything, we're going to go ahead and tackle a topic, but <clears throat> if I may geek out for a moment, I would like to talk about my experience last weekend at Dragon Con. Please do. Where hopefully Ooh. some of our new listeners may have either met me directly or picked up one of our fabulous explosive business cards. Thanks, thanks to the Machinator over here. 
best business card ever. Ever. ever if I say so myself. <clears throat> and you did. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. Met a lot of really cool people. Were there any dragons? Uh, not real ones. I thought it was a dragon convention. <laughs> Why weren't there dragons? There were not dragons, actually. There was not even a sign that said, like, here be dragons? There might have been. If there were dragons, would you eat it? Yeah, I know. I mean, there was a lot of really fun panels. Um, mostly TV geek stuff related. You know, went to two Battlestar panels and Star Nerd. Trek stuff. Nerd. Yeah. But I got to meet Malcolm McDowell. Who's, oh, he's cool. Yeah, he's cool. I know. Did you tell me he was awesome as Zod? I told him he was awesome as Zod, and he was awesome in the limey. And, uh, yeah. Did I he mean, respond well? No. <laughs> that explains that black guy. Yeah. Okay. Did he punch right. you and tell you, I'm coming? Yeah, he said. Tell him I'm coming. He said, video well, and I'm going to punch you in the eye. Yeah, and he drew really? with him. Yeah, he did. Awesome. <clears throat> but anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, oh, oh, other uh, we're talking film stuff. I got to see go see Terry Gilliam. That was oh. pretty fucking awesome. Terry Gilliam and Neil Ennis did a little Monty Python retrospect, and they're still funny. Yeah, um, that's about it. That's about it. I mean, I just it's a lot of lines. It's a lot of people, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, welcome if you've. Uh, Do they have some cool costumes? Uh, you know, the, the costume count seemed a little down this year. I mean, there was not to say there was not a ton of them, but it's the economy. It's the current economic situation. I think you mean the recession. I do. I mean the wartime times. economy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was, you know, there was still a lot of costumes to be had. Um, yeah, I mean, it was all, I mean, I, I think they really stepped up the, the guest list this year. I mean, there was definitely a lot more big name people there this year than there have been in the past. I mean, like I said, getting Terry Gilliam and, Patrick Stewart and Shatner and Nimoy. I mean, it was like, that's pretty big time stuff for a con. They needed the money in these dire economic times. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) But yeah, I met met and got to talk to a lot of people. I mean, you get sitting in a lot of lines, you get to start talking to some random people. So hopefully you're here. And yeah, it was me. Now we're here. Thanks for picking up the business card. Yes. Thank you. Do they actually explode? We usually have better episodes. We watch better movies. Better bad yeah. still, but better than this. Better yeah, bad movies. Whatever. <clears throat> it can't all be winners. You got to set the bar sometimes. Right. It's the highs you, and lows. You got to suffer in order to yeah get pleasure out of yep. it. Without, later. The on. Without pain, flow. there is no pleasure. Yep. The yin and the yang, as they say in the east. Every town has its ups and downs. Yeah. Sometimes the ups yeah. outnumber the downs. Every rose has its thorn. Just like every <laughs> zombie <laughs> cowboy plays a sad, sad song. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that's that's it. Right. Track and con. I had a lot of fun. I'm tired still. <laughs> I'm ready for this weekend to Not recoup. Dow wore you out. He did. He did. <laughs> I'm not going to go into details. Yeah. Gentleman never tells. He made you kneel before Zod. I did. <laughs> <laughs> if he said that in the sultry English tones, I might have. Not really. really. Punch you and say, "Let's turn, fucking stop." <laughs> <laughs> we do know the you difference. You son of a bitch. Yeah. If you or something like that, if you follow uh, Harlow on tr- Twitter, you will see the awkward picture with Malcolm yeah. McDowell. That's that was doing part to someone asking me how to turn on my camera as they're snapping the picture. It's like I guess you figured it out. <laughs> yes. Mid picture, thanks. So anyway, next, I'm not making a ki- I'm not making a kissy face when I meet Malcolm McDowell. It just kind of looks that way. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So anyway, and I, uh, all right. uh, so let's go ahead and move on to our topic, shall we? Topic. Uh, I think we're going to keep it kind of kind of broad. Just you know, keep it kind of short. We're going to make this kind of a short episode since its first half was so shitty, awesome. shitty, shitty movie awesome. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to kind of talk about what overall, um, you know, if you know nothing about a movie, what's your what's your genre you're most drawn to, and like the one you avoid, like the plague. You know, just typically speaking, your favorite and least favorite genre pictures. Yeah. Just kind of we'll overall fun arcing thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody have something ready to go, ready to kick it off? Shall we put you on the I spot? Can- Here's Ark. For the, uh, I generally don't Zark. like musicals. Okay. Only because they're very pretentious. Well, that's I'm, a word. I'm with you on that one. I mean, if you can belt out into so. a song and just, you know, everybody sings along, that's cool. I, I, I dig that. But, you know. I just... I'm, I'm kind of... I'm with you on that. But I, I don't like musicals mostly because most of them are not very well written. Mm-hmm. You know? They're produced by Andrew Lloyd Webber, you mean? Generally. (laughs) I went there. I did. My bad. No, but I mean, even stuff like Moulin Rouge, where it should work, it doesn't. At least not for me. I did enjoy the Green Fairy aspect of that movie. 
Kylie Minogue. Mm. Is that who that was? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Yay. Musical <laughs> trivia. Yeah, Harlow, you're a you're a musical fan though. I do like some musicals. I um why? Um <laughs> What's wrong with you? I've got a song with you. I've got a song <laughs> in my heart. And sometimes it just wants to come out. Sometimes it just wants to be sung. I, I tend to like the weirder musicals. I don't particularly care for the old, like really hugely staged things. I mean like like West Side Story is kind of an exception, but mm-hmm. most of those of that era I don't particularly care for. Mm-hmm. You know, like the big huge like cast of thousands dancing in the street kind of things. I like the the stranger, you know, more interesting musicals. I mean, I like Moulin Rouge. It's 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 an MTV video on crack, but mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. it's what I like about it. Yeah, it was visually stunning. And yeah, I, mm-hmm. did you like Rent? <laughs> you know, I didn't mind it, but it, yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's just it's fucking depressing. I mean, too much AIDS for you. Yeah, everyone <laughs> had AIDS, but yeah, it's, AIDS, it's AIDS, just, AIDS. It's like it, it's well done and all. It's just it's I don't really want to. Watch it over again. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Jen brings up Sweeney Very Todd. Nice. That's, that's a yes. That's a good example of the of the otter of the ones. I did enjoy that. It was. I such actually, a... I gotta say, I enjoy the crap out of uh, you know. I'm, I don't like. I really don't like the Phantom of the Opera musical. I mean, movie, stage production, whatever. Just don't care for that one. But I, I like Jesus Christ Superstar. Ah, I think that movie's yes. fantastic, ah, and the okay. music and everything, um, and hair too. Hair done by Milos Forman is a great are example. There, of. Are there any musicals that are not Disney movies that aren't adaptations of previous stage performances? Like was Moulin Rouge a stage performance? No, I didn't think no. so. No, 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 that was just Moulin Rouge. It was, was, it was not original music either, though. So that's know. true. Yeah, that's true. Um, neither strictly was written straight for straight for movie musical. Period. Um, I'm trying to think of one. I can't think. I mean, most of them, like uh, some smaller ones, have been like. Off, 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 off Broadway first, and then they made gotcha. a movie out of it. Like, I mean, there was they made a it was a, I think a Showtime movie, it was still a movie. It was the they made the Reefer Madness musical. They made a Reefer Madness, yeah. Musical. It, it, well, it, but it, again, it was like it was a very very small stage production, and they made a movie out of it. It's really funny too, though. And then they did that um, Repo Genetic Opera thing, which was off, off, off Broadway, and they made that like straight to DVD video movie thing. Was um, Hedwig a uh, Broadway production oh. first? Um, I think it might have been. I don't know for sure. I think I think that was like an off Broadway thing too. Like okay. I think maybe like just in New York and London and stuff like that kind of thing. I don't know. I just think there's a lot yeah. of stuff that works on stage that may not translate. And and there's some things that are exactly the opposite. Absolutely. I mean, some that are like really. I mean, I can't. I watching the movie Hair. I don't know how the hell that would work on. I mean, the thing about Hair is like there is not a play that goes with that. There's a set of songs. And the story apparently is diff- was different like every time because they were just all high and they knew the songs and <laughs> they just kind of made the shit up as they went along and sometimes did it naked, sometimes got naked. It was all kinds of weird shit. Bizarre. But the movie has a story and, I mean, it's Milos Forman, so it's actually well told. Could you make a Caddyshack musical? You can That's make a I'm musical about anything. There's, an, there's a, um Evil Dead musical <laughs> out there somewhere. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I might see that. Actually, actually, they're bringing Spider-Man the musical. I think it's going to be a big-time Broadway production. (laughs) Spider-Man. Yes, Spider-Man the musical. I saw that part of (laughs) Spider-Man (laughs) 3. Fuck no. (laughs) Fuck that. I've forever denounced Sam Raimi because of that. Nope. Drag me to hell. Yes. Yeah. He redeems himself. I did yeah, not totally. see that, so... You should. Totally I'll, I'll, I'll reserve judgment for that. But okay. I, I saw the singing dancing part of Spider-Man yeah. 3. He was like, what? This doesn't belong. And whoever saw that and said, let's make a Broadway adaptation of that, well, I don't fuck know you. what kind of thing it's <laughs> going to be. Fuck you. Uh, I don't know. Okay, whoever it is, fuck you. Okay. We'll move past me. I'm done. Thank you. That's my fault. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I do like women. <laughs> Chicago, the movie. Moulin Rouge. Forgot Chicago. Um... Jesus Christ Superstar is stage production. Those are my those are my musicals. Anything so else can do you, you not know, like the movie or didn't ever seen the movie of Jesus Christ Superstar? Have I've seen parts of the movie, okay. but I saw it on stage sure. before I saw the whole thing, the whole movie. It's a well done movie. So, so I've, I've never seen Norman, it. Norman Jewison. Does he sing yeah. while he's being crucified? Um, no, no. no. They just kind of skip that. Now part. There's, part ends. there's two yeah. movies. There's two. There's two Jesus Christ Superstar movies. There's the old ones with the hippies and the bus in the desert mm-hmm. and yes. then there's like some other that's a lot more produced and effects and higher budget I'm which one are we old, talking about i'm talking about the old, old norman, norman jewison one with yeah. the guy dance around the pool yeah yes that was Herod. Right. yeah king yeah. herod's court right right scene. right yeah yeah it's to me you are no fool that was a little too much for me swimming pool only because 
I don't know you people. Yeah, <laughs> I really don't. It's it's entertaining. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's worth a it's worth a gander. But mm-hmm. my mother was really into the whole spiritual stuff, and she would listen to that just mm-hmm. anytime she wanted. She had the soundtrack. Hmm. Okay. So it's I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, I'm not a big, normally not a very big Andrew Lloyd Webber fan. Don't I mean, Cats is kind of lost on me. Man. You know, Phantom of the Opera. Phantom, Phantom of the Opera is okay, but it's not, you know, not something yeah. I'm going to run out and go, ooh, Phantom of the Opera. It's a good concept and story, but they really just drag it out. Yeah. Oh, Christy! Right. Yeah. <laughs> go kill some Persians. <laughs> yeah. Kill the Persians. That's the name of the game, son. I didn't know 300 was a musical. It is, actually. Oh, really? Gerard Butler was the Phantom. That was oh. like where he got famous. It was on Broadway and doing the movie. Oh, really? Yelp. I think the G.I. Joe movie would have been better as a musical, personally. G.I. Joe the musical. G.I. Joe. Gotcha. Sorry. All right, so we spent a lot of time on that genre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both of your answers for like least favorite? Is that what I gathered, or were you just chiming in? I was just chiming in. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got really? a lot of hate otherwise. Sure. Moving, moving I'll on. I'll let you guys go ahead. Anyone? I can tell you a favorite genre. Okay. I love heist movies. <laughs> Anything with cool criminals planning something really awesome, I'm totally in. Why didn't you love Hudson Hawk then? Because it wasn't about the heists. <laughs> hmm. That's a lethal joke. See? And there were no cool criminals in it. Oh. Bro. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. But so no, even stuff like even stuff like the score, um, you know, Ocean's Eleven, even the original one, which is really dull, but... What about 12? Did you like 12? 12, I didn't like it first, but I liked it later on. Okay. Upon re-seeing it, I liked it a lot more. I haven't re-seen it. 13 was fun. 13 was fun. They're just all all sorts of heist movies. Anything where there's bank robbers or any big, you know. Mini Coopers. Mini Coopers are pretty. Yep. And just a group of dudes (laughs) who all have like that one special skill. They recruit (laughs) them because they're the best. You know, all that. I'm totally in. I'm all about those. All right. It's like that one part in uh, in GTA, the San Andreas, oh. when they do the bank robbery. Mm-hmm. Where's the fan? <laughs> the fan was supposed to be here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, would you? I guess we consider Ronan. Ronan's a, Ronan's a kind of a heist movie. I mean, they're not heisting something. They're just they, there's a lot of elaborate planning, and yeah. I love that mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, I, I love that stuff Ronan where it's all the setup. Awesome. Here's what we're gonna do. You know. And they they got the big plan, and then something always goes wrong in the middle. And right, I just I can't kill these stuff. bitches. Reservoir Dogs, Reservoir yeah. Dogs, good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, though I like Reservoir Dogs for different reasons. Yeah, that's just, yeah. that one's really not about the Tarantino ice always all. turns it's, it inside out. It's yeah. kind of all about the fallout afterwards. Yeah, that just occurred to me that that was kind of a kind of a heist movie. Yeah. yeah. You never actually see the heist, though. But that's yeah. The funny thing about that is I have a friend. I hadn't. I have a friend who saw it before me, and. Like the descriptions of things in it were so vivid that he actually said, like, when they do the heist and he's going through shooting the dudes in the head, walking through the place, it's fucking crazy. And I'm like, watch the movie. And I said, that never, that scene was never in there. But like, the descriptions were so vivid of how they recall that scene that he actually saw it in his head and remembered it as being in the movie, which is pretty awesome. That's one of Tarantino's most powerful. Effects is that he he does that to you. I mean, yeah. he just totally takes things that aren't there and makes them happen for you. Yeah. I feel like I've watched the pilot of Fox Force Five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ketchup. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? All right. Who least favorite genre uh, would be dances with wolves? Funny <laughs> <laughs> genre, sir. Which are dull, so dull, six hour <laughs> civil war. So you're just going to say epics, dull period epics. Yes. Okay. Or period epics, because I I like epic movies. I like broad sweeping, beautiful, you know, giant movies. But uh, anything that that you can relate to dances with wolves. <laughs> Once again, if I can trash that movie more, if I can get Kevin mm-hmm. Costner to show up my, at my house angrily with an axe. You should have gone to Dragon Con. You could have made fun of one of the stars in, in her face. Mary McDonald was there. Ah. I would have punched her. <laughs> I wouldn't because she's fucking cool. Uh, hmm. yeah. But I'm, yeah, I'm with those, you there, Those DJ. broad period epics that have no point other than to be a broad period epic. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's six hours of, all right, it's really big. I know. It had a big budget. It goes on forever. Yes, there's 
So the Indians actually fucking the TPs, right? Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah pretty much. That's probably probably one of my least favorite. Um, so sweep yeah, the epics. Yeah, I find that anything before, like, you know, probably World War One, I, I like anything set before then, I have a lot of trouble staying in for. You know, it's like my brain just I just shuts off, except very few Westerns, but they have to be well-made. You know, pretty much the Sergio Leone stuff and stuff like 310 to Yuma I really liked. But in general, like anything period pieces, anything that's before, you know, before the modern the times, century. basically, <laughs> I I can't get into. Mm. Oh. Very rare exceptions, but. Yeah. I generally, I'm 10,000 BC. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get into it. Uh, yeah. I'll throw another one in there. So, um, the, the other one is the science fiction that preys on science and takes itself too seriously. You just want to what? make an excuse to talk you, about what? your two least favorite movies of all time. Well, yeah, that too. But uh, he's no, talking the, about Day After Tomorrow. No, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, that too. So but wait, there are a lot of there are a lot of other took movies. Took itself too seriously. I wow. apparently. Well, the. the was that one of those? Science, You're talking about pseudo science fiction. Pseudo science fiction. Okay. Yes, I would say that was more of like an agenda-driven science fiction piece. That was sort of like, oh my god, we got to do something about this climate thing. Supposedly, that's going to happen right now. Yeah, kind of thing. But pseudo science fiction, we'll go with that. Okay. I laughed almost that entire movie, and I got a lot of nasty looks. You guys are kind of being sort of specific. I feel kind of dumb with my answers now. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and say my least favorite because. You know, that's kind of specific is I would go with um, period romances. Mm. I, I honestly can't think of like a single one that's it, it's really almost more the, more the melodrama is what I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm trying to think like, I mean, there's romance in like something like Braveheart or Titanic, but it's kind of secondary. I'm talking about movies that are like like whiny emo melodrama things. You're talking like Merchant Ivory type things. Yeah. Or? Some of those are okay though. I mean, yeah. It, like it Jane just, Austen type stuff or again, no, some of that's okay. Yeah. I actually really, well, I really like sense and sensibility. Some of the other ones are not so great. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, I'm thinking more like, I mean, like, like I hate to, after I was praising him so much last week, but like legends of the fall movies fucking terrible. It's goddamn boring. It's, Oh, I love her, but I don't love her. And oh, I'm going to go off and run it over here. And, uh, Mm-hmm. And the fucking notebook, yes. <laughs> <sighs> Most overrated piece of shit ever. But anyway, I'm just, I mean, yeah, things like that just hold no interest for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't like that, like, old, there's a difference between it, like, being subdued, like, the Merchant Ivory things, where it's, like, it's a class-based thing. I mean, that mm-hmm. can sometimes be interesting. But when it's, like, people are being subdued just because they're such fucking pussies, that annoys me. <laughs> you know, like, I, I can't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pine for her for 30 years. Because I, I can't man up and tell her that I like her. You know? Great yeah. expectations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't even seen the movie. Yeah, I, I, I don't like to knock movies I haven't seen, but yes, Time Traveler's Wife, Notebook 2. Notebook 2. Yeah. yeah. It was a <laughs> electric one. Electric, no. Well, it's, it might as well be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just things like that yeah. just hold no interest to me. Well, I'm kind of with you on like the, I think romantic comedies are a lot like that where it's, I, I don't like them because it feels like the men get very emasculated in those films. And Some of them, it's yeah. like, it seems like a very familiar plot theme in all of them is that the guy has to give up all the stuff that he enjoys in his life and become a different person in order to be with whatever woman he's supposed to be with by the end of the movie. And that kind of bothers me. And I mean, that even snuck into stuff like knocked up, you know, Apatow films where it's, you know, it's, it gives this ideal where, you know, it's like a guy can't just be a guy and have fun with his friends. It's like he has to give all that up if he's, you know, he, it's like, he, well, he, I mean, his I own, think, I think a lot of them oversimplify things, I guess is what I'm trying to say is it's like, it has to be all or nothing. The guy has to like, you know. Yeah, but the, the, his aren't usually mostly about like really irresponsible well, I'm not, guys. I don't mean Apatow, but I mean yeah, like mo- just, most, yeah. most romantic comedy. Yeah. He I mean, makes it more obvious. Yeah. Some yeah. Of, well, some of them are just because like, you know, if... if whatever person the male or the female and is like really irresponsible flighty person you know they need to be a little more grounded or something you know that's that seems to be yeah. the theme in the apatow things and, and some other ones it's like yeah loser but, guy or women you know, womanizing guy or whatever and it's like you know settle down 
Yeah, or I, I grow just, up. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just tend to. I just tend to think most romantic comedies yeah. are pretty much the same movie uh, with different. You're right. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, well, this one's got Matthew McConaughey and some other chick. Yeah. You know, and then this one's got Kate Hudson and some other dude. Oh no, I agree. Know, I mean, that's the thing. Is like any genre can have things that they shit out, but you're probably right. That probably has a higher percentage of you know, yeah. shit it out factory bait movies scripts. Yeah. You know. But, um. Anybody got something else? We, favorites? Favorites? Yeah. I gave a favorites. favorites. Okay. <laughs> you well, guys need some favorites. So well, Let's hear Go it. ahead and throw your least favorite out there so we can get... I was just saying that romantic comedies. Oh, that, okay. I'm, okay. I'm not all big right. on romantic comedies all right. at all, but I have a lot of hate for a lot of genres. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which you guys have already mentioned, so... <laughs> Cowboy <laughs> Touchdown Robot Explosion. Period. I don't think it's an official <laughs> genre, sir. It needs to be. <laughs> it should be, and it would be my favorite if it existed. Robot jocks? No touchdowns. They were on a football field type thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind Good of a point. scoring system, yeah. 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 <laughs> like I think that's as close as Ooh. we're getting. Yeah. Unless they flew up to space and then they landed and they touched down. <laughs> Fair enough. Bam. Fair enough. There we go. Robot Jocks is the movie in the Cowboy point Touchdown proven. Robot Explosion. Yeah. Um, so really? That's that your answer? That's fair enough. I mean, uh, you know, that, that kind you're just, of... You're basically, like, if we want to call it a, a traditional genre, you would say, like, kind of ridiculous action. Ridiculous action, yeah. yes. Um, like canned action movies. You know? Yeah. yeah the, There's nothing wrong The summer that. action movie yeah. is kind of my wheelhouse, if you will. Yeah. Like, Transformers and Transformers 2 are really... You had really, to be really, really giddy liked. this summer, then, because there were yeah. so many over-the-top... G.I. Joe? I mean... It was a good yeah. summer for crazy-ass movies. Yeah, yeah. it was. Though there were some bad crazy-ass movies. And I got to see Navy SEALs this summer. There yeah. you go. There you go. Even though it came out like 11, 13 summers. Uh, I saw Cool as Ice this summer. Cool as Ice. <laughs> a romantic comedy, if you will. Yes. Yeah. A romantic period motorcycle piece. period yeah. It's a romantic comedy, comedy like a girl. <laughs> yeah, early 90s like period. Girl. <laughs> um, you got one there? Favorites? Yeah, favorite. um, I don't know if it would fit into a genre, but but just like uh, like we're getting prompted, like the Matrix things that that really break through genres that 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 redefine genres that kind of go beyond what's ever been done before. I mean, even you know if you go back, I don't really like like the Citizen Kane that everybody lifts up as some you know groundbreaking movie, but you know, um. Some of the things that Terry Gilliam did when he, you know, first started getting off on his own, uh, Brazil and uh, Fear and Loathing, just things that just are off the wall that don't really fit into anything. I think I really like those that make you think and like almost like genre list movies. If you will. I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. I movies mean, that defy. So you're talking like Matrix, Fight Club, Memento. Fight Club would be the big one. Mm, Memento. I was Memento. trying to get yeah. some people to watch the other week. They couldn't quite hang, but yeah. a bunch of tards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Movie is now, awesome. would, would, would your wheelhouse there also like include like really bizarre ass movies? Like, have you ever seen like Naked Lunch or cr- any Cronenberg movies like that? I did. I did like Na- Naked Lunch. Yeah. Um, there was a movie. It was a really indie movie called The Last Supper. That was really not a lot of action, but it was just well, kind I of a think piece. <laughs> it's got like all, like thirteen people, you know, spread out. It's an awesome. So that's that's that something like. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it or like it, but do you ever see um, the really strange adaptation of Titus? The, the one with Anthony with Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. yeah, that's like that's a fucking weird ass. I don't movie. think I have. I'll yeah. is that what it was called? Yeah, Tyrus? it's um, Julie Taymor. I think is the, the director. She also did the Across the Universe, mm-hmm. talking to musicals, mm-hmm. which is really fucking weird. But it it totally fits because I mean, like, you know, it, <laughs> you know, if you know the Beatles' career, it's like the beginning starts like, you know, poppy, you know, teeny bopper stuff, and then it gets weirder and weirder and more, you know, like drug-induced type of weird shit happening by the end of the movie, which is pretty much her forte if you see Titus. Wasn't mm-hmm. it? They were talking about uh, Across the Universe? Yeah. Wasn't that the Beatles soundtrack? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying, but that's, she did that, and like it kind of fits that. It was a know, fitting soundtrack, it was what a, I was trying to make a point. I've never yeah. seen the movie, but I've heard mixed yeah. reviews it, on it. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, you have, to, you have to be a pretty big Beatles fan, I think, to even want to approach it or yeah. have at least some tolerance for musicals, so maybe, I mean, it's, it's just out. I mean, it's literally like maybe 30 seconds of dialogue and then ne- into the next song because, I mean, it spans most of their catalog. I mean, it's like a two-and-a-half-hour movie and it's just, you know, music song after song after song. Yeah. Well, I find with stuff where it's like, where it's a very individual voice that's creating it and, you know, and a lot of those genre-defying movies, so to speak, <clears throat> are like that. They have to be talented 
in order to yeah, do it. Well, you I have, have to have someone with yeah. natural talent, or it, it fails like ten times worse than if it had just been some generic hack working on it. And yeah, so if you're going to try and cross westerns and zombies, and yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I mean, I would have some talent. <laughs> I would put Tim Burton in that in that until like he just kind of stopped trying to define new things, and he just now he just kept doing the it's same like thing. Tim Burton became a genre. I mean, that's that's where I have a problem with some of his later movies. I mean, Sweeney Todd's interesting, and I kind of like, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as, as a different take on on the story. But that's why, like I said, I mean, like Big Fish, it was just too Tim Burton-y for well, Tim Burton good. did that? Yeah. yeah. I just, I mean, like, it's not a terrible movie. It's just like, okay, you know, now you're Tim Burton. Now you feel like you're doing a caricature of your, of your own previous well, but work. Like Tim yeah, Burton. I think it kind of that kind of started, like, with Sleepy Hollow. Was like the yeah. first one that really—that's that, kind of like the end. Where it, yeah, that's like the end of where I, I find it acceptable. Like it, it, like I said, if if it, if it brings something to a genre, like I mean, Sleepy Hollow, that's fucking made for Tim Burton. I mean, yeah. that's his weird gothic, big haired, that was done well. fluffy mm-hmm. clothes. That's fucking. I mean, that's what he made with like, you know, uh, Edward Scissorhands and stuff. I mean, you know, that's like, yeah, you know. But then that's like after that, it's just like. But no, to me, that the whole the thing about that one was it. That one became very much the style became just his look mm-hmm. in it, you know, gothic. It, yeah, but it didn't have to me. It didn't have the heart that something like Edward Scissorhands no, had. No, no, it doesn't. At all. And that was kind of for me. That's why it felt like the beginning of the end, where it was kind of like he yeah. was just he was taking a story and he made it look like a Tim Burton movie, yeah. as, uh-huh. as opposed to getting any of the feel out of it. Yeah, any of the that fun quirkiness that you know stuff like Beetlejuice had right. even Pee-wee's Big Adventure but had. you have to say like you know, yeah you have to yeah you, know, you have to admit i mean he took a what was probably what like a 30 or 40 page story and turned it into an hour and a half two hour movie i mean yeah. that story's pretty simple i mean it's not much to it it's just a quick little fairy tale and i mean he had to stretch it out a little bit i thought it worked cuz i mean i I, yeah, I, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I like the movie. I, I, I think, just, you know, he made it kind of campy. I mean, I think that that's what it needed. Yeah. I mean, I think if he tried to go a little too serious, it would have kind of failed. I mean, like yeah. I said, yeah. honestly, well, he can also go bad on the other end of the spectrum when yeah. you got stuff like Mars Attacks. Oh, I, yeah. sorry, Which I love is, Mars Attacks. Which is fun, <laughs> but man, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I see that as like a tribute to B-movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you right. look at past that, like what you're talking about, about recently, you got... You know, the last three ones, you have the Sweeney Todd, you got the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, now you got Alice in Wonderland coming out. It's like, he's not doing anything originally, he's just making things that already yeah. exist, Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's taking, taking stories and trying to out-Tim Burton, Tim Burton, with <laughs> right. Tim Burton. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Yo, Which, dog, I heard you like <laughs> Tim Burton, so I put some Tim Burton in your Tim I Burton. Just, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm really not trying to turn it into a Tim Burton knock fest, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, I would have put him in that, because I thought he had a potential to be one of those breakthrough different kind of filmmakers mm-hmm. like, I mean, yes. like there's a, like there's terry gilliam has a signature he puts on his movies but they're all completely different absolutely yeah i mean you could there's something about them that you can you know just look at it and go oh terry gilliam movie mm-hmm. you know be it a weird fisheye angle or something but or you yeah. get through it confused and then at the end you see oh <laughs> yeah oh, yeah, yeah. That guy's smarter than me <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I yeah i definitely agree that's that's a fun fun genre I like movies that I, I, I spend a good portion of it kind of confused, and then I, I watch them again, and I'm like, wow, if I were smarter, I would have noticed that, that, and that the first viewing. You know, that were really kind of telling me what was happening. We see Terry Gilliam was great at that. I mean, there's so much, like in his movie, there's just so much depth that you realize you're being, like, wowed, and, like, the 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 scenery and the actual cinematography is great, but then you go back and you see all the little things that he took the time to... Like the hamster on the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really have a good answer for because I think everybody got kind of precise. But I mean, I was just gonna say I like sci-fi; it's my favorite. <laughs> I mean, just as a general rule, I mean, it's like you put something. I, I think if I'm gonna narrow it down, I, I think I've talked about this before. Is I like realistic sci-fi. I like science fiction with science, you know, mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of science fiction per se. Science-based fiction. Science-based fiction. I think that's really interesting, especially like you know, again to hammer them home. But Moon is a fantastic recent example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things like that. I mean, I'm, I mean, 2001 to a large extent. Other than when it goes all trippy, is is very very science based. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you got stuff for kind of Terry Gilliam, like Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, exactly. One of my favorites. Yeah, where the science is a basis for the whole. Well, and story. Like, that's a great another example. Like if you see, there's a lot of TVs in the background playing just what you think is random stuff, but you go back and you look, and it's like Alfred Hitchcock and right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I mean, even throw like, um, I mean, even like Minority Report. I mean, 
they actually brought in quote unquote futurists to design the sets and mm-hmm. to think mm-hmm. like where would we be where will we be in technology in the time and place that this takes place and same thing with Blade Runner they brought yeah. in people to, to consult about that and I know it's kind of crazy to list it but I also like the fact that Fifth Element does a lot of that stuff it does where, where things strangely. aren't yeah I mean it's a crazy like zany looking film but the basis you know I mean there's still like a McDonald's there mm-hmm. the microwave. Is looks exactly like a microwave that we have, except it does it in like yeah. two seconds. Some kind of well, you know? also some sort of hydrating. The, car, yeah. the cars break down the same way. I mean, <laughs> right. there's there's a lot of things where it's like, okay, I could see it progressing. And, like and I really this. really like the idea of like if you're going to do some sort of interstellar travel, they knock you out almost like a. I mean, like Alien, yeah. for example. I mean, you know, you think about Alien. That's like you know, when you go traveling. Yeah, that's the whole thing is like she wakes up in aliens and you know in the director's cut it's like it's 76 years later yeah and her kid's grown and i think dead dead yeah yes. like it's out already outgrown her mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and it's like yeah, yeah. her daughter died like yeah, you so know they, 20 uh, years older than she was yeah it's like the whole cryostasis yeah. thing i mean it's just yeah. fascinating science fiction that's still grounded right really really works because i mean you and, have something yeah. a you have something to re- relate to and b it doesn't you know take you so far out of you know out of reality and into kind of a, a utopian fantasy that you, you get disconnected from the yeah. movie. I think you've got things that, I mean, are quote-unquote science fiction. I mean, like um, like Primer. I mean, that's all science. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean mm-hmm. there's no, you know, when you say science fiction, you think spaceships and aliens and yeah. things like that. But, I mean, that's just strictly science. I mean, there's nothing fantastical other than mm-hmm. what the movie's about, which is time travel. So. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I like movies where it's also where it's like a big scientific event is the basis for it, you know, so like some like children and men or even sure. a lot of, or even those zombie movies where it's not necessarily a scientific event, but it's a, you know, some kind of thing that sets, sets the drama and puts people in a situation where they can react, you know, yeah. like even district nine. Yeah. I mean, I mean district nine, mm-hmm. they don't do anything to explain the science of it, but it's, you can tell in the background, they thought about it. I mean, they, mm-hmm. the, you know, they, they thought about how the spaceships are, you know, and how the guns work and all this stuff works, but they don't bother explaining it. They just take it as, yeah. as rote. Yeah. So they don't. They don't try to come up with some sort of fuzzy, you know, right? Weird pseudoscience to explain it. They just say this is how it is, mm-hmm. and we're going with it. Let's move on with the story. On that yeah. same note, I think that's a shortcut. Like the reason I, I don't like Harry Potter is because not only did I not read the books, but like everything is just like sort of taken for granted. Like you're an idiot for not knowing that you're supposed to do this or supposed to go to this shop to get the wand. And it's just, I don't know that like, that's, that's an example on the other side where it's not done well. I, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I think, I think those movies were made for people that read the books. Yeah. Right. They're very much so. Yeah. I think they're just, they're, they're a large, huge fan service and, they're flashy enough that they get people like me who think, oh, that's fun enough. Yeah. You know, I haven't read the books. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and that's kind of where that story is told. It's from the other side that has no idea that this, you know, that this wizard side exists. So, yeah, if you don't know about it, duh, moron. Right. You know. Dumb muggle. Duh. <laughs> so I, I think that's where that story comes from and why that might not work for some people is because that's, that's how it's told is, hey. You know, everybody else has been living with this for a long time. They're deal in, with it. In, yeah, deal with it. <laughs> idiot. I'm not I saying know. that you're an but idiot. But contrasting, I mean, um, you are, and maybe but, I am. Yeah. Maybe I just need to stop thinking and just, you know, take the pill. But um, That's District what the Nine, podcast's all about. Excellent. Fantastic. Thank you for inviting me. Um, yeah, District 9, just just the way, like you said, they, they're they accepting this kind of reality, and you accept it along with the movie. I mean, it sort mm-hmm. of takes you along with it. I don't see that same process working maybe it's just too much of a, a fantastical world for wherever i'm at i don't know who knows yeah i, th- I just think there, there's so much going on there that they had to cram into a movie i mean correct me if i'm wrong but I, i've tried to read a little bit of the first book and i mean it's just it's extremely detailed you know in the books i think yeah well it's very expository yeah and they will reference things you know four books later something mm-hmm. that was in like you know page 45 of the first sure, book sure and act as if you know you read that yesterday, but it's, you know, and, you, it's and you're also, supposed to take it for granted. So, I mean, and it's a very detailed world and they do have rules that, you know, that everything follows in it. So, I mean, it's, it's one that in the books links together because everything's explained. Whereas when you adapt it for a movie, things are left out. To, and so, right. yeah. And so it feels, it feels sloppy somewhat in that because 
You know, That's in the book they said, okay, this is what happened here, this is what happened here. And in the movie they just said, we got to get to the next scene, you know. <laughs> we got to get to the next Quidditch match or something, you know. They got to they got to keep everything moving, yeah, because otherwise, I mean, the movies would be like four hours apiece. Sure. And, you know, at least. Since they're targeted mostly at younger kids, that's not going to happen, obviously. I mean, the longest one, I think, was just under three hours, which was also probably the best adaptation, but that was because they fit the most stuff into it. <laughs> you know, and, so, and the shortest one was by far the worst adaptation, which is the third book. It's, you know, they just left out too much that needed to be explained. And that's why, that's probably why the movies don't work for you, is because you haven't read the books, and I hate saying that, and it's, you know, but I guess... It's an excuse that the movies use. Absolutely, is that they figure everybody's freaking read these books. That's, so. why, that's why I've, I've always been so so curious to ask. I ask as many people as possible now that's been out on video and everything. It's, Have you seen Watchmen? What did you think? Because I enjoyed it, but I think I just see all the stuff that's missing when I watch mm-hmm. it. You know, and I just always I'm always curious because I mean to me that feels like just as, I mean almost as much. But I mean it's obviously not as long a story as seven books of Harry Potter, but yeah, <laughs> it's also only a two and a half hour movie. I'm just always curious because that that just feels like a a movie just where they just had to rip a lot of things out. Well, maybe you're dealing with a you know a lot more. I wouldn't say more talented, but more experienced pool of actors that that give you the depth, that give you the the feeling behind what's actually building the story that it makes up for what's missing. Because I thought yeah. Watchmen was amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's yeah. the problem you have adapting things. <laughs> Whoa. Right. You knew we were going to come yeah, back here. One of our producers is using Twilight as an example of something we don't I've understand asked, because we I've, haven't read it. Oh, we understand for it. For, <laughs> we yeah. understand it plenty, mm-hmm. and it sucks. Now, I've yeah. asked for people we'll to explain to me why the, the why the books are good and the movies why, terrible. Why, why do vampires glisten? The biggest the, the biggest one I've heard is it's a skin you know, of a killer. And why, why is that the um why are they vegetarians? I guess the Native American character who will play a bigger part in the newer movies mm-hmm. was like by far the most likable character in the first book according to one of my friends and he's barely in the movie. Hmm. So I guess that's why or that was her main problem with the movie was that. And I'm going to go off on a quick tangent. I was very disappointed that there was a twilight presence at Dragon Con. What? You knew it was happening. No, 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 I didn't. No, no, no. You had to have seen that coming. No, I really didn't because, I mean, I to me, that that doesn't fit in the geek lexicon. That's a completely separate thing. No, it's 13-year-old girl squeaky. (laughs) And the the squeaky thing when the star comes on. Dragon Con, I'm sorry. It's the same difference. New kids or something. It's like NSYNC and the Spice Girls invade Dragon Con with sparkly douchebags. So I would hit that. Death cab for cutie? No? Sorry. All right. Well, I booed them off stage once. <laughs> you, really? open by yourself? Jam. you are my new hero. Yeah, they opened for Pearl Jam and we booed them off stage. Good job. Fabulous. Because okay. they decided to play funeral march songs the if entire had a, fucking if time. I had a free and nothing hands, over 20 beats per minute. Be so, yeah, we, we booed them off stage. So I've never given them a chance since then. Yeah. Pearl Jam was much better. Okay. We did not boo them off stage. <laughs> did you give them a potato wave? We did. Make me fried. We browned the <laughs> runway. <laughs> All right. I think on that note, let's go ahead and wrap this puppy up. I don't want to leave Benedict. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know all the words yet. All right, so let's, um, you can find us on... BJ, that's your spiel. Go for it. Uh, yeah, so uh, to wrap this up, you can find <laughs> us on the Twitter at BMFCast. You can check us out at HTTP colon forward slash forward slash bmfcast.com. You can send us an email at bmf at bmfcast.com or you can send it to any one of our names at bmfcast.com. Check us out. Leave us comments. We also accept uh, movie suggestions and topic suggestions and you might even win a prize. Ooh, shiny. Plenty of DVDs. Did you say we're on the Twitters? Oh, hell yes, yes I did. We're actually on Facebook as well. Ooh. We're on the Fizzle Bizzle. If you look for uh, Bad Movie Fiends or BMFcast, you'll find us. Yeah, and please... Um, and I, I've noticed a spike in traffic, so please take a couple seconds and jump over to iTunes and give us at least a rating, if not a full-on review. We we appreciate that. Yeah. iTunes, unfortunately, like it or not, it's the big belly of the beast, and mm-hmm. so if we want to get anywhere, that's the place to go. Well, yeah. considering they're called podcasts, since they're named after iPods, basically. No. Yeah, they are. No. Totally. Okay. It's not the Zoomcast, is it? It could I be. I think yes. not. Snap. 1.1% of the population says, you're wrong. Okay. 
Tune into the next BMF Zoomcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, it just doesn't work, does it? I, I kind of like it. It's kind of got a ring to it. We're going to squirt you. <laughs> On the Zoom. Hey-o. All right, let's get out of here. All, All right. right. Goodbye from the social. Yeah.